What you looking at? Yeah, I feel so good to be black right now. (laughs) Welcome to episode 78 of the Black in Fashion podcast. Today I am joined by Beatrice of Fashion Africa Now. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm fine. Amazing, amazing. So I wanted you got I wanted to just kind of start off with you telling me a little bit more about Fashion Africa now, you know, the goals, the inspiration, you know, why um it was started. All right. Um, I mean Fashion Africa now, I basically started out of a need. I'm based in Germany and I'm of African origin. And I just felt misrepresented and I just said, it's time, it's time to be a voice. And I wanted to speak from an African perspective. So my vision was to, yeah, create a space for designers of African origin where we can show our beauty and um, connect the dots and um, participate because here in Germany, um, yeah, as I said, we are really not represented and um, it's all about inclusivity, diversity and representation. Gotcha. And right now, how many different designers are you guys working with? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, Fashion Africa now is a media brand and we have been introducing several of designers. So I can't tell that we're just working, for example, with five. Okay. We can say is since I'm an agency owner as well, and I represent brands, so I currently represent five brands. Okay. Um, so I, um, I'm trying to onboard them, and so I'm consulting um, retailers, and um, this is what is also still a challenge over here in Germany. Mm-hmm. And um, with the Black Lives Matter movement, too many relate, re, too many retailers realized how racist they actually are by realizing <laughs> yeah. they're not having <laughs> by not having black-owned brands. And um, so we are, you know, a little bit behind over here in Germany. So the debate is now really, um, yeah, occurring. And um, therefore, um, it's a good time to, yeah, do what I'm doing. Because I started nearly 10 years ago and it wasn't interesting for the industry, for institutions. And, um, yeah, the platform I created, it was that time africa fashion day berlin runway shows trade shows in frame of mercedes-benz fashion week mm-hmm. and um the industry wasn't ready they saw the brands we had adama paris we had the south african brand max hosa who's now really one of the top brands out of africa and um they were not ready because they didn't understand the african aesthetic they didn't understand that made in africa has quality Oh. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> wow. Would you say that, um, like, what is one of the biggest struggles that they face? I mean, the designers um, definitely face um, infrastructure. I think this is one of the struggles. And um, we also need to consider um, the secondhand business in African countries that really, really is a big challenge. And um, 
really um, destroying small businesses and not not helping really the economy to grow. So the effect is just too big. And um, I would say also education, knowledge. For example, where I'm from, I'm originally from Uganda and um, we have fashion schools, but the curriculum isn't so wide. Mm-hmm. Um, what I mean with wide, it's still um, what is um, taught is more fashion design, but you need more than fashion design, fashion management, fashion illustration, fashion PR, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, all these kind of aspects are still um, missing. And of course, um, this is a decision that should be made by the government. But the interest and in culture and creativity is not that big. So um, this is also another challenge um, that leads to finance. So a lot of designers, yeah, have to really come up with their own ideas how to finance their businesses. Mm-hmm. Because they wasn't taught the business. They were only taught design. Exactly. Yeah. I, think example, that same, yeah. I think that same thing, to be honest, here in the U.S., um, for me, um, I find that a lot of designers don't know the half of what they should know. And they've went to like these crazy, not crazy schools, but like these really well-known schools. And they're still lacking the education like FIT and like Parsons and Pratt. Um, I don't know if you know, Beatrice, but I own a I own a apparel consulting company where I help designers create products. I do full service product development and manufacturing. And I'm currently working with over 300 black designers in the U.S. creating their products. And some of them with no fashion background, some of them with fashion background, but even the ones with the fashion background, they don't even know, like, you know, gradient markers, um, you know, when it comes to the production realm. And then they still don't even understand how to knock down, like, their target consumer, you know, and understanding who that person is and how they shop. And I find that a lot of them struggle with their brands because of a lack of education. But I do offer courses, mentorship packages, and training in product development and in fashion business just to help these designers get to that space. That is so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is exactly what is needed, you know. This is the point. Also, it's so good that you're mentioning that though they have a fashion degree that they're still lacking of, because to understand the business, I think it needs it needs really experience and mentorship. Mm-hmm. And this is also what um, I'm uh, I have been also pushing forward here in Germany. Like since the network is wide, to create workshops mm-hmm. to give an insight of okay, um, think out of the box. You know, this is also part of your business and. Um, most of the time for the designers in Africa, the access is a huge challenge as well, mm-hmm. how to connect. And what I believe is it's so important that the diaspora in Africa gets closer and we really link up mm-hmm. and connect because there's so much potential and talent. And it just needs, yeah, mentoring, guidance um, and you know, once it's there, you know, you can just move. Once you know how to do it, once you believe that, yeah, I have all the tools together, it's just that they have to put in the right place, mm-hmm. um, it will support your business. Absolutely. And that's why what you do is great. Good to know. Thank you. I, <laughs> I actually have a um, one of our sponsors. Um, it's Jaleesa Johnson um, for the podcast um, at JL, JNJ Legal. She helps fashion designers and entrepreneurs build their brands, protect their creativity, and secure their legacy. She offers legal services and trademarks, copywriting, business information, and 
and um, contract drafting and revising, you can actually book a free 15-minute discovery call with her today to get your fashion empire on the right track sooner rather than later. Me and Jaleesa has also partnered on multiple workshops. We have one coming up. It's March 27th. And then we also have one in Atlanta, Houston, Chicago, and Miami throughout the year. Um, and we pretty much the workshop is myself, Jaleesa, and another company called The Assembly Line. Um, and we're basically starting from start to finish. Like branding is first, then legal structures, and then like product development and production. So we're trying our best, you know, to put the information out there and making sure that, you know, black designers are, you know, getting visible and doing it. So I really love that you guys have like, you have like the same initiative that we have here that we're, you know, all working towards this common goal and something that you, you know, you tried to do 10 years ago and it's just now starting. I feel like to get to that space where we're actually being accepted. And it sucks that it took this much time to even get to that space, you know? Absolutely. That, this is the thing. If I also look back, I'm like, really? You know, it, it's it's just unbelievable mm-hmm. how, how much um, time it takes. But it also depends also where you're at. I mean, being in New York, it's a totally different environment and um, vibe. Mm-hmm. compared to to Germany and um this is the case and the work um because I love it I love to do it and I'm passionate about it my background in media actually and um fashion came I mean it was always part of my life since my mother had a fashion boutique and actually I wanted to be a fashion journalist but I got rejected I applied And I was like, wow, okay. Um, You know, you're like then kind of disappointed. I was so sure I would get the spot. But I just um, decided then for myself, okay, I'll find um, my way. And now it's basically what I'm doing because on Fashion Africa now we also write articles, you know. So with the podcast, what we launched last year, I'm talking, speaking to all different kind of people. So, um, yeah, life is interesting, the journey. But I'm, I'm just glad that we're finally here and our work is, um, yeah, is now really appreciated and um, we're doing it. Gotcha. What is one of, like, maybe the biggest lessons you've learned, you know, as you kind of launch this business? I think the biggest lesson was um how should i say um actually people the people because um for me i'm a person who's open-minded and i i believe in the good in the person and um i think that was really a lesson for me the people to see that um People sometimes not really um, show their real face mm-hmm. in this business. Right. You know what I mean? There's so many fake people out there. And when I started, I started out of vision because it was needed. It wasn't because I wanted to make money right away, quick money or something, you know. Mm-hmm. I just realized there's a purpose and this needs to be done. And I felt I had the right network. It was the right timing for me to do it. So I went for it. And I would say, yeah, um, people you surround yourself with, um, people you get to know along the way, um, it's important to watch out to 
listen to your intuition and just to believe in yourself because people can or try to distract you and whatever. Yeah. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. I find that it has been definitely a struggle, same here, like with the same issues um, um, as far as like finding the right people and then like having the right, even the, the right clients, the right team. Like, you know, you put a lot into people, not only people that are working with you, but then also the people that, you know, you're working for and just having really good relationships. You know, I feel like sometimes it's up or down and you really learn a lot about yourself and like people's skills, like as you go through like that process, you know. Totally. This is the thing. And this is also how I really got to know myself. Yeah. And I also know my limit and uh, what I can achieve and um, how I want to work. This was also really a good lesson. How do I want to create my workspace and um, what is important to me? And yeah, how should, should and how I want to feel. So, um, yeah, that's it's a process. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a process. <laughs> <laughs> that sound that keeps going off so weird yeah uh, yeah I, I hope it's not distracting our no uh, yeah loud. i'm gonna make sure i get it toned out i don't know why it's doing that like that's so weird not yeah. normal i'm like it's not normal <laughs> right i'm like what is that i'm in the studio too so i'm pretty sure the engineer will be able to like fade it out to the background it's so weird <laughs> but anyway <Is> <laughs> Yeah, because it's pretty loud. Yes, it is. So annoying. Question. So how has it been, I guess, like with some of the designers that you're working with, like I guess that marketing piece? Because I think that that is one of the things that most designers really struggle with is like getting their brand out there or having to spend, you know, tons and tons of money on marketing, branding, PR. I do think that all of that stuff should be about 80% and like design should be like 10, 10% because it's just like, it's really all about like the visibility. And I think that designers spend more time trying to do the designs opposed to the uh, estimate, not estimate, sorry, the investment going into the visibility. Absolutely. I mean, this is this is definitely a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, as I, as I said earlier, yeah. Since there's also lack in in fashion marketing, fashion management, branding. Um, I mean, certain designers they created for them a identity, a style, what is very unique and outstanding. So they actually do not need to invest anymore as much as other brands, because once you have identified your look and feel um what i really like um with um for example also tongoro she's a senegalese brand um or um makio nigerian brand you 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 have your your look and um but of course you're right it's it's always a challenge especially for younger brands who may have the talent you see a great um design but to bring it out, to bring it to life. And this is, this is definitely, um, yeah, a challenge what, um, what is so huge and where, where they need support. And um, this is what you can see, um, yeah, with, with absolutely a lot of brands. And um, the finance is always a situation. 
And of course, you need to invest in your products, mm-hmm. in your manufacturing. So at the end of the day, um, the budget is also already gone, mm-hmm. and uh, marketing is then anymore is not anymore a case. And it depends also on your net on your network. Whom do you know? Um, who can support or who can um, yeah um, give you that visibility? But um, it's it's uh, manageable. Mm-hmm. It just depends how you how you set up. And um, when you look at it, I mean, so many of these brands out of West Africa, South Africa, when they started, they had a little budget. They had maybe just their iPhone right. and created their, their identity. And this is what I find, yeah, very inspiring. Amazing. Let me make sure I go and acknowledge uh, some of our sponsors. They're all black-owned businesses. So definitely, guys, check out Kara Kinks. It is a hair rejuvenation oil that helps promote healthy hair growth, decrease split ends, and breakage. The aroma is divine, and your scalp will shine. So make sure you guys shop Kara Kinks. So here at the Black & Fashion Podcast, we want to continue to uplift black designers, black business owners, entrepreneurs, and just making sure that they are all visible. (laughs) Um, Another one of our partners and sponsors is the assembly line they focus in on branding and marketing and making sure that your brand has all the essential things that it needs down to the packaging um, the entire media kit so definitely check out the assembly line book an appointment or consultation with them all of their information will be in the show notes as well let's not also forget about chase jackson accounting which helps uh, with your business finances and advisory chase jackson is here to help with all your small business needs from business formation accounting services and taxes so guys definitely make sure you utilize all the resources and the discounts and the sponsorships that we talk about on the podcast because they really are to push entrepreneurship and black creatives and black designers um so um Beatrice can you just tell us how to get in contact with you guys if somebody wants to work with you where they could reach you your social media handles all right so you can find us um on fashion africa now um, dot com. Our Instagram handle is as well, Fashion Africa Now. Uh, we are on all kind of streaming platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple, with our podcast. Oh, you know, everything. Yes. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining me. I know our time difference is completely crazy, but thank you so much for taking your time and being on our podcast today. I'll make sure I put all of you guys' information in the show notes so people can reach out to you. And I really hope that we can collab and partner in the near future. Thank you, my dear. Thank you so much. Thank you. Of course, as I always say, thanks guys for tuning in. Stay black and peace out. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye.